Hello, everyone, and welcome to the November 6th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm David Weitzman with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Let's get started with our litigation report. The Court of Appeal remanded a discrimination case against the County of Los Angeles back to trial this week. George Azer sued the county, claiming they violated the California Fair Employment and Housing Act. He worked for the Sheriff's Department in a clerical position for 24 years. Mr. Azer suffered a number of work-related injuries starting in 1999 to his upper extremities, hypertension, and his spine. In 2005, he later added his knee. After a surgery, he returned to work with restrictions and was put into a different job assignment with the same pay and title. He signed a form that claimed he could do the essential functions of this new job despite his restrictions. The same day Mr. Azur signed this form, he filed a grievance with his captain claiming this new job assignment violated his work restrictions. The captain offered him a second job, which Mr. Azur refused to take despite admitting it was within his limitations. Mr. Azer then sued the county for discrimination. The Superior Court granted a summary judgment in favor of the county and dismissed his case. Mr. Azer appealed the dismissal. The Court of Appeal, in an unpublished decision, vacated the summary judgment and sent the case back to the Superior Court for further proceedings. The court must now litigate the issue of whether they engaged in a good-faith interactive process to determine a reasonable accommodation for Mr. Azer. The court reasoned that the way Mr. Azer was offered these jobs did not establish an interactive process since the employee did not participate in the placement decision. This case makes it clear that engaging in an, in an interactive process with a disabled employee is not only a necessary element but a critical requirement under California law. And now here's our weekly fraud report. A San Jose employer pleaded guilty this week to one felony count of tax evasion and one misdemeanor count of failing to secure workers' compensation insurance. The employer was the owner of several gas stations and food mart businesses in the Pacific Grove and Hollister areas. Investigators contacted the employer during an enforcement operation for workers' compensation insurance in Monterey County. The operation involved unannounced compliance checks on targeted locations in Monterey County. Employees were found working, and the employer admitted that he did not carry workers' compensation insurance coverage. In our next story, investigators issued over $900,000 in fines this week to businesses in the car wash industry. Officials claim that these illegal businesses often do not pay state taxes or provide workers' compensation coverage. Years ago, state law required car wash owners to be registered with the state to help weed out illegal activities. The two-day enforcement sweep involved 42 investigators who conducted 230 car wash inspections. The penalties included fines issued to 76 businesses that were cited for not having a registration. Investigators also found 49 businesses that failed to provide workers' compensation coverage for their employees. Businesses without workers' compensation coverage were issued stop work orders. Our next story involves two Chino Hills pizzeria operators who pled guilty to 13 counts of fraud and one count of conspiracy in a workers' compensation insurance fraud case. Investigators claimed they underreported payroll by nearly $7 million to lower their workers' compensation premiums. Combined, the premium losses to state fund and fireman's fund totaled over 
As part of the plea agreement, the owners have agreed to pay over $380,000 in restitution to the State Compensation Insurance Fund and to Fireman's Fund. Each will serve 120 days in jail, serve three years probation, and pay fines. And now, in medical news. New research suggests that genetic makeup may play an important role in the odds of suffering neck or back pain. This finding was based upon a study by Danish researchers of more than 15,000 twins between the ages of 70 to 71. The findings reported in the journal Arthritis and Rheumatism add to evidence that genes are likely to be among many contributors to back and neck pain. Recent research has also found that genetic susceptibility may be the main factor in progressive degeneration of the spinal discs. This is in contrast to the traditional medical view that spinal disc degeneration is largely the product of aging and wear and tear. Since apportionment of permanent disability must now be based upon causation, this research should be of great interest to medical evaluators in spine cases. Now moving on, sleep disorder claims are on the rise in California for workers hoping to increase permanent impairment under the AMA guides. It's important to be aware of the high degree of pre-existing sleep disorders in the general population. Research presented this week at a medical conference in San Diego suggests that 23% of people in the general population have restless leg syndrome, or RLS. The findings stem from a study of 190 patients by the University of Missouri in Kansas City. RLS causes unpleasant sensations in the legs when a person is at rest, triggering an uncontrollable urge to move the legs to get relief. This leg movement can cause fragmented sleep. The existence of non-industrial sleep disorders in the general population is important to consider when resolving issues of injury and apportionment. The American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, or ACOM, just published new medical treatment guidelines for the upper extremities. This new chapter contains more than 300 treatment recommendations. The new guidelines were developed by a multidisciplinary panel of specialists. California has adopted portions of the older 2004 ACOM guidelines into what is now known as the Medical Treatment Utilization Schedule, or the California MTUS. California workers' compensation law gives the MTUS the presumption of correctness. Unfortunately, the California MTUS is becoming more and more outdated because these new ACOM guidelines are not automatically included in the MTUS. Even so, utilization review physicians should be knowledgeable about new guidelines as they are developed. New guidelines do not carry any presumption of correctness, but the MTUS presumption can be overcome whenever the newer guidelines can be shown to be better science. A new study published in the journal Cancer Causes and Control claims that poultry workers may be at high risk of developing several forms of cancer. The findings come from an ongoing effort by researchers to identify job-related illnesses in the nation's quarter million poultry processing workers. The study found higher than expected rates of cancers in poultry workers. The study compared cancer deaths in over 2,500 members of the Baltimore Meat Cutters Union who worked exclusively in six Maryland poultry plants between 1954 and 1979. A spokesman for an industry group dismissed the study as an astounding piece of flawed research. This research may stimulate cancer-related industrial injury claims in California, and this debate will no doubt continue into the courts. Now, in other news. 
Three more states join a growing list of those reporting rate reductions in work comp costs for next year. Colorado's Department of Regulatory Agencies said that workers' compensation rates for employers will decrease 9.7% next year. Officials claim that the reduction stems from workplace safety efforts. Costs in Colorado have declined more than 50% since 2000. The North Carolina Insurance Commissioner also announced a workers' comp rate reduction of 9.6% starting in April. The North Carolina adjustment could save employers $100 million annually. Also, the Maine Bureau of Insurance announced a 7% average decrease for 2010 work comp policies. Over the last few months, other states such as Hawaii, Oregon, and New Mexico announced similar rate reductions. California, on the other hand, is expecting a 22% rate hike next year. California's Department of Industrial Relations has proposed an update to regulations for the Workers' Compensation Information System, or WCIS. The WCIS collects comprehensive workers' compensation claims information from claims administrators via electronic data interchange. WCIS statistical data is used by DWC and researchers to guide policy determinations, evaluate system costs, and assist in measuring indemnity payments. California workers' compensation administrators began to transmit basic claim information to WCIS in March 2000. In September 2006, claims administrators began to submit medical bill payment data on each claim. The proposed regulations will refine claim information that must be electronically reported and clarify the process for medical lien reporting. The proposed regulations will also increase the time for filing the first report of injury and allow easier transmission of claim information with fewer submission rejections. A public hearing has been scheduled on these proposed regulations on December 15 at the State Office Building Auditorium in Oakland. The, DWC, the WCIS update is part of the DWC's 12-point plan to rein in industrial medical costs. That's all our news for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. Again, I'm David Weitzman with Floyd, Skarin, and Kelly. Thank you for joining us, and please visit us again next week for more news.